They got nuts and they got ants. It's Brazilian in Brazil. Weeble and Bob fans will know that one. But this week we're off to Brazil and one of my favourite all-time coffees from my favourite all-time farms. So that was Steve in the future recording Steve in the past. I don't know how you worked out, but welcome to uh, welcome to in my mug. Um, this week, obviously, the coffee is Fazenda Cachoeira. Um, called Cachoeira because translated in Portuguese, Cachoeira is waterfall, and that's the waterfall. My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. So, as you can tell from my little outburst of song uh, just before this that uh, I'm super excited to be back in Brazil um, and super excited to be back on this farm. Um, it's an old favourite for In My Muggers. It's from uh, Fazenda Cachoeira. Fazenda Cachoeira is based in Sao Paulo State if you want to be official but I always kind of think of it as being uh, in uh, Minas Gerais uh, and that's because it straddles the border. Uh, I actually had, had my photo taken with the border in the past um, and like it's really is that is in the middle of the farm so it's kind of Sao Paulo, Minas Gerais. I always lean more to Minas Gerais because it's near to the town of Poços de Caldos which is a very famous spa town in Minas, um, very famous for having the monorail that doesn't work. Anybody who's seen The Simpsons where the, the monorail song um, me and my friend Sean, when we were there last time, actually recorded uh, a little bit of video where we were, is there a chance the track might bend? Um, yes, it was very amusing to us anyway. Um, the farm is based at an altitude of 1,100 to 1,250 metres above sea level, uh, which I hear you cry from afar is quite low. And yes, it is quite low. It is, um, it's quite low if you compare it to Ethiopia or if you compare it to Guatemala or El Salvador. But in Brazil, that's quite high altitude. Um, and the bonus of it being a little bit lower is that the land is much easier to manage. So it's much flatter. It's not quite as the big ups and downs that you would see on particularly, say, for instance, in Santa Ana, uh, the coffee that we looked at last week. So it means that it can be easily managed. It's more manicured. Um, it's uh, easier to do plant husbandry. Um, the first time I ever visited the farm, I kind of commented that it was very much uh, looked like the Disneyland of coffee um, because everything is just so perfectly laid out. There's perfect vistas and, and views to have your photo taken at and uh, uh, alongside a sign and, and stuff like that. Um, it's a Bourbon varietal and it's a yellow Bourbon. Yellow Bourbon is very, very typical in this region. Um, more typical than anywhere else that I've seen, uh, that I've seen it. Um, and yellow Bourbon tends to have a very sweet profile. So add that to Brazils, which tend to be very sweet too. And then add that to it being a pulp natural, which increases the sweetness and focuses in on that sweetness and body. What we do have is a super sweet coffee. Um, and you can actually smell that sweetness coming through in the bowl. So what I'd like us to do now is go back in time to doing a little bit of the old schnozzer in the bowl. I love this bit. I love smelling coffees and do you know what? It's free and you have to grind it anyway so you can do this whenever you're brewing. Uh, just get your nose in your cafetiere or in your Kalita or in your Chemex and just have a really good sniff of the coffee. I fell in love with coffee because of the smell and I've constantly been chasing trying to get that smell in my cup. 
Um, it's very hard, but it is possible. So let's get our nose in there. And as I said to you before we cut to this, you can smell the sweetness of this coffee. It just kind of oozes through. Um, I want you to think a classic yellow Bourbon Pulp Natural Brazil flavor of chocolate. But you can smell a little bit of nuttiness on there as well. And just a little bit of like a jamminess coming through. I can't wait to taste this coffee come the end of, uh, end of In My Mug because it's, uh, it's going to be absolutely stunning. But before we do that, we should maybe go and find out a little bit more about Brazil uh, coffee industry and kind of how it was formed and how it became the powerhouse that it is today. So coffee production in Brazil uh, is responsible for around about a third of all of the coffee in the world, making Brazil by far the largest producer and a position it's held for around about 150 years. Coffee plantations cover some 27,000 square kilometres of land and are mainly located in the states of Minas Gerais, Sao Paulo and Paran, where the environment, the climate provide ideal growing conditions. It's also the altitude um, that you need to grow uh, Arabica coffee. The crop first arrived in Brazil in the 18th century um, and the country became dominant very quickly after kind of 1840s. Brazil went from nothing to being the number one producer. Um, and since the early 19th century, when in Italian immigrants came to work in the coffee plantations, that also spurred it on. Production as a share of world coffee output peaked in around about 1920 uh, and has declined ever since the 1950s. But that's much more to do with the increased global production of coffee than Brazil not growing uh, as much as they used to. Coffee, of course, is not native to the Americas and had to be planted in the country. Um, the first coffee was grown by the Native Americans. Um, the first coffee bush in Brazil can be kind of traced back through mythological, mythological stories to Francisco de Melo Paleta, um, who, according to legend, uh, the Portuguese were looking for ways of getting coffee into, uh, into Brazil, but weren't able to buy seeds from anywhere. So um, the nearest place that was growing coffee was French Guiana, um, and the governor was very unwilling to sell these seeds. So uh, Paleta was sent on a, a diplomatic mission um, to resolve a border dispute um, and fell in love with the, uh, the governor's wife who, uh, as he was leaving the country, uh, gave him some, a bouquet of flowers um, which was full of coffee seeds. And if you believe myth, that's where every coffee plant in Brazil comes from. I don't know whether I believe in myth, but I quite like the story. So how much fun is this that we get to taste of Brazil? Um, and I get to taste a yellow bourbon pulp natural Brazil in espresso. Mm. So the front end is like what you expect, that milk chocolate. But what I'm getting is like almost like a citrus acidity on the finish, which is unexpected, but delicious. Um, works very well. It's giving me a little bit of a, like a, which is nice, into the milk. And that sweetness changes into like a biscuit sweetness. So it's biscuity. And that acidity is still there, but it's kind of got a bit more red. So I'm thinking like raspberry, kind of strawberry, that kind of like fruity uh, acidity. Uh, and mixed in with that biscuity sweetness. And then into the brood. It's going to be a hard one to choose my favourite out of these three because I like 
I like this coffee so much. Here, it's kind of all calmed down a little bit. You're getting the nuttiness, you're getting the milk chocolate, you're getting the kind of like, the more kind of like traditional pulp natural yellow bourbon Brazil that I would expect. But if I'm gonna choose my favorite as a surprise, I think I'm actually gonna go for the biscuity sweet cappuccino. Um, I don't know, it just ticks the boxes. It makes me happy. Um, it's very sweet and creamy and smooth and lovely. So on that bombshell, we should shut up. Um, thank you for joining me. Um, thank you for watching. And do remember, life is too short for bad coffee.